Glory, hallelujah. I want to welcome you again to another episode of Fresh Manor Minister Digest. May we pray. Gracious and everlasting King of Glory, we bless and magnify you for this wonderful opportunity given to us to study your world and to broadcast this through um, this podcast. And we ask that you continue to open up our eyes of understanding that we will see you as you really are and also keep believing in you and reach out to those who have not come to know you through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I sincerely want to begin this uh, morning by appreciating those that have been following and anticipating the next podcast and those few also who are taking time to give um, um, positive feedback that is really encouraging and we pray that the Lord will continue to open our eyes and uh, and give us the, the joy to continue to study His Word in Jesus' name. And by the grace of God, last week we started on the second section of the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ as recorded by St. John's, of course, which is from John chapter 5 through to chapter 10. And we saw that actually there's a kind of connection uh, on the two major miracles found in these chapters, which is the miracle um, recorded in chapter 5 that took place on the Sabbath day and also the miracles found in chapter 9 that also took place in on on the, on the Sabbath. And so it is so um, beautiful to see some of these connecting words. It, it helps us to hold the materials together to see what God is trying to um, 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 deliver to us through um, his gospel. Maybe a quick reminder as we go into chapter 9 today. Last week we were able to see how Jesus actually came on to the pool at Bethesda and he met this man who has been there for 38 years and he spoke few words, get up, take up your bed and walk and at once this man was healed which we saw that Jesus exercised this authority to show to us number one that he is the Lord of the Sabbath but also he has come to give us rest and you know though there was this displeasure from the Pharisees who were not happy that Jesus was breaking the Sabbath but clearly Jesus showed to them he was not breaking the Sabbath he was using the Sabbath to do God's work which you saw in um, John chapter 5 verse 17 uh, he's doing the works of his father and like I said that clearly the Sabbath uh, signify uh, a day of rest and God has promised the children of Israel like rest which they were looking up to and Jesus has begun to give us this foretaste of the rest you know we will see more in, 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 in the book of Hebrews but here we saw that this man that has been here a friendless familyless you know was just hopeless Jesus giving the rest that he required he has been in this condition for long but he got this rest actually this brought big argument uh, you know from the Pharisees who were trying to persecute Jesus but that gave Jesus better opportunity to actually show to them that he's not doing this by his own power he's doing this by the power that is bestowed um, by his own father and they were angry furthermore to say that he is he was uh, equating himself with God but he has said clearly I mean that um, 
the father has the power to raise the dead and so he has given him the same power to do the same and the father also has given the power to judge you know saying to them clearly that this is his assignment those are some of the claim that he put out before the pharisees and show to them clearly and uh, the witnesses uh, that he has to do these three witnesses he should and of course he went ahead in chapter six he fed the five thousand showing to them clearly and reminding the Israeli at this period where they were uh, celebrating the passover that i mean god fed their fathers in the wilderness with manna but he is the bread of life and he went ahead and i mean walked on water he used this passover language i am i am you know remember what um, god said to uh, moses when they asked him who sent you just say to them i am send you and these are the some of the words that jesus used in this chapter but yet uh, the pharisees were angry and, and they picked up stone of course um, to stone him in chapter 8 and we saw um, that jesus who is this uh, the, the exodus savior walked out of the temple so they have failed to understand that a new exodus was about to happen but they missed out i think that would, would also help us to go back to what john wrote in john chapter one when he when he said that he came to his own and his own received him not and that's where we got the open invitation to whosoever believe in him he gave the power or the right to become sons of god today chapter nine I'm just going to read um, verses 1 through to 7, and then we'll see how time will permit us to see one or two things. John chapter 9, 1 to 7. As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parent, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parent, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must walk the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can walk. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spat on the ground and made mud with the saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Salem, which means sent. So he went and wash and came back saying praise the lord jesus clearly said i am the light of the world and we understand that light enables sight but at the same time light blinds you know when touch like this uh, flashlight as you may call it is being um, um flash on someone's eyes especially at night uh, the person um, will not see clearly so but jesus has come amazingly to give sight to the blind and those who claim they can see of course he makes them blind like i said in my earlier podcast the bible words have bible meaning and so the use of this uh, of sight here uh, connotes two things uh, first it could be physical but secondly actually also refers to spiritual seeing the ability to see spiritually which we're going to be seeing at the end of this chapter john shows to us that the works of jesus is given both physical and spiritual sight even as he removes sight from others and gives sight to other. Verse 5, he said, 
I am the light of the world. Verse 4, he said, We must walk the works of him who sent me while it is day, for the night is coming. And this whole chapter is designed to show to us God at work, for he said, This man was born blind, not because of his parents' sin, no, his sin, but this was done that the works of God might be displayed, that the works of God might be made manifest. Simply, you can see that this is God as work. This is exactly what Jesus said in chapter 5. I'm doing the works of my Father. Though in this chapter, the presence and teaching of Jesus feature just little, verses 6 about six verses at the beginning um and then about seven verses at the end but for the 28 verses in between you discover that though jesus was absent but his works still continue through this man who received spiritual sight while his opening which are the pharisees i mean became blind because the man's answer to the pharisee became sharper while the pharisees got more annoyed more angry and were looking for the way to kill jesus now let's look at some few things about this man who was born blind and consider some few things that jesus have done for him number one his physical blindness was not at the result of his sin. I'm repeating that again because I've heard uh, in a sermon, even when we were growing, a, a man attending at the chapel in the protagonist said that every sin is connected to, uh, every sickness, sorry, is connected to sin. Well, to some extent, maybe, for example, if you talk about uh, STDs and some stuff like that, but not for this man. You know, it is not also a result of karma, not maybe his parents committed a sin and then it's affecting this man. But this was permitted. You know, people have many questions about um, those born with uh, disabilities and stuff like that. Only God knows. But for this man, this was done that the words of God may be made manifest in him. Secondly, this man was actually born blind. And you, you see this phrase repeatedly recorded in this place to show to us clearly what happened to him. It is only what God himself can do. The man himself said that, I mean, no one was able to make anyone born blind to see. So the man was actually born blind. Though the Pharisees at every point tries to discredit the fact that Jesus performed this miracle or else the man wasn't born blind, but you know they, they said we know only god can give sight to a man that is born blind and clearly this is what jesus did this was this was actually a creative miracle you know the ability to uh, make the man see that means his retainer the pupil and whatever thing had to be effective in a way be recreated for this man to be able to see even though they were trying to deny that but the man, his parent, and his neighbor insist that this man was born blind. I'm making this emphasis for some reason so that you understand the evidence of the works of Jesus in the life of human being. The thing I want us to see here is that the man moves from physical blindness to physical sight at the start of verses 1 to 6 where I read. But also the fourth one, 
he moves from spiritual blindness to spiritual sight at the end of the chapter and I'm, and I'm going to read some few verses so that we'll see verse 10 so they said to him then how were you were your eyes open um, verses 17 says so they said again to the blind man what do you say about him since he has opened your eyes he said to him to them he is a prophet verse 24 so for the second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him give glory to god we know that this man is a sinner he answered whether he is a sinner i do not know one thing i do know that though i was blind and now i can see verse 33 if this man were not from god he could do nothing verse 38 he said lord i believe and he worshiped him so there is more to this miracle than the physical sight and we see that this man moves actually from physical blindness to spiritual sight and i think that is what is happening in this passage yes truly there is this aspect of god healing him physically but if that was all that jesus have done probably that would not be i mean something to so much celebrate about but he moves actually from being physically blind to physically seen and then to spiritual which is the most important thing and for the pharisees they became worse and worse this man who was born blind and was able to actually see jesus the way he was number one he called him a prophet number two he called him lord and he believed he did, did number three he worshiped him he recognized jesus as he is and i think that's the most important thing that we need to really understand uh, for this man and um, there are many people that are actually born blind from bed i'll say it in this way so that we understand that there are some people who are born into a particular family and uh, maybe a particular religion so by the virtue of their birth, you know, they are born into a religion that they had to really struggle. Their eyes are totally blind, though they may see physically, but spiritually, their eyes are blind. And it takes only Jesus to open the eyes of such person. For Jesus, few words he spoke, but clearly we could see that he gave sight to this man because he came back to this man and made himself known to this man and this man believed in the few words that jesus has spoken what does that say to us today for some of us who are born into a christian home yes born being born into a christian home does not make one have salvation but it, it gives us an edge because we we have the opportunity to attend the sunday school we attend church and we listen to the gospel and then by by listening to the gospel our eyes have been opened but those who are born in other religion it takes god to open their eyes but it has to use us what am i saying it is something that needs to really touch our heart to understand that we have responsibility to help those who are born blind into these families to see jesus the way he is this man moved from understanding that jesus is a good man jesus is a prophet but clearly he came to understand that jesus christ is the lord and he deserves his worship so therefore i want to challenge us as 
I just try to wrap up the episode for today because this material is so rich and I will encourage you to go back, probably share this gospel with someone. At best, if you find anyone who is happy and wants to just listen to the word, you can begin to read with them and just reading this passage and then I am praying to God to open up their eyes. I believe that God gradually will be able to open their eyes as this man's sight got better and better and better by every response that he gave and and his life became better because in the end this is what god expect that we see jesus as he as as he is and worship him and by so doing that will help us to live a transformed life and then live a life of hope that when we die there is life after death may the lord help us in jesus name thank you for being with us this morning and this week and the lord continue to open up our eyes to what he has for us and what he wants us to understand and the assignment he wants for us and we must go about to do the works of the father as jesus has gone ahead to do what his father has sent and because we're the children of god we should also do the same let us pray Thank you, Heavenly Father, for opening the eyes of the blind. Thank you for opening our eyes. And we ask that, Lord, as we take this burden to speak and to preach your word to those who are physically born blind, spiritually born blind, Lord, we ask, O God, that you will cause them to see the light of the gospel and then come to believe in you through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you. See you next week.